just a moment. The splendor of a king, clothed in majesty, all the earth rejoice, all the earth
worship Him. Worship Him this evening with all your heart. Lord Jesus, you are great. You are wonderful. We worship you, Lord Jesus. You are worthy of all our praise, worship, glory, honor. We worship you, Jesus. You are great, Lord. You are great. You are great. How great is our God. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your greatness. Oh, God, because of what you are and who you are to us, we can worship you, Lord. We can glorify your name, Lord. And we say, how great is our God. How great is our God. How great is our God. Hallelujah. What a lovely name. The name Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Because of your great love. Because of your, your wonderful love. Your loving kindness, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And this morning she, I believe her son-in-law just wrote me a quick message and said that her son Samuel was being rushed to the hospital. Her son, uh, his name is Samuel. And uh, having his, his, his seizure. Now, they, 
we, we prayed, of course, and then they went back home. But we, we want to pray for them and remember that family. Let us pray. I wanted to believe for them. They might be very far away from us. But we are members of the same body. Lord Jesus, we want to approach you this evening. Lord, in prayer, because we believe you are a living God. You are a God who answers prayer. We have prayed, Lord, for Brother Samuel, but we want to continue praying, Lord. Together with the congregation here, Lord Jesus, we are a part of them. And we remember that Brother Lord, Father, whatever condition he is in, you know all things, and you make all things beautiful. May you make this trial a blessing. And Lord, may you raise him up. And may you surprise the devil. For we know that you do miracles. You do wonders. And things which man cannot do. We thank you because we believe even now you are moving where he is. And even throughout the entire family. Whoever might be ailing with any type of sickness. Lord I pray for them. That you give them grace and deliverance. And Father Lord, we even pray, oh God, for the needs here in our midst. Lord, different ones that have traveled. Our sister Rose traveled to Lira. She needs your grace, Lord. And also, our sister Martha is planning to travel to Gulu. Father, we ask for your grace for her. We ask that you will watch over them. And even our sister Martha, she will be going and coming back. That you will watch over her. And that the angel of the Lord will always abide with her. Father, we pray for those who are streaming this service this evening. Bless them also. Bless everyone that has come here. And everyone that will be under the sound of the preaching of the word this evening. May the sharing of the word be a blessing to us. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Oh, Sister Grace, I'm happy to see you. God bless you. We are happy to see you, Sister Grace. God bless you so much. We've missed you so much. The devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. And our God delivers. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Let us go to the word in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, we will read verse 5. Amen. Amen. This is our main, our first main service in the year. And how many 
I'm feeling very happy to be in church this evening. Amen. It's wonderful. I, myself, I couldn't wait to get to church this evening. Amen. God bless you, Brother Henry. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you happy to see one another? Greet your brother, greet your sister, tell them God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. The Lord is good. Oh, mukama Murunji. So before if, before we get into the word, I wanted to let you know that we are going to have a, uh, the, the ministers, the brothers, uh, we're going to have a committee meeting after the uh, the organizing committee for the youth meetings. To discuss on 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 the arrangements. But I would really like to ask anybody who would like to stay, if you have some time and you you would like to stay and help us. Feel free to stay back. Amen. We are reading verse five, and then we shall sit. Second uh, Timothy chapter four. Verses five. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Timasewe chokubiri esure yokunori nyerokutano. Na yegwe tamiru kukanga mubiona. Bonabo nanga. Kolango murimu oguomuburi ziwenjiri. Tukirizanga zungu. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Amen. Amen. You have your seats. Last night. The quote I'm going, the, the quotes are, the, mainly I'm going to read for you the quote from the church age book. From the Ephesian church age. Yesterday, Joe, as uh, we were walk, I felt take a walk. So I asked uh, the young man men to come and join me. But one of them made it. And uh, as we were walking together with him, he had this question. And I wanted to discuss, uh, to talk about this tonight because I've had this question from a lot of young people. Praise the name of the Lord. And I believe it will be a blessing to many others. Uh, especially, you know, these services are listened to actually by more people than come here. And uh, today a brother called me as a pastor. First of all, his wife called me in the, uh, very early in the morning and then later on his... his uh, her husband called me also. I don't know them. But they are from. Where, where are they from? You don't remember also. 
Okay, but they are from Western Uganda. Western Uganda. Some place there in Western Uganda. So Uganda. they say they, 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 they've been following our meetings online and they were blessed very much. And, and they sent them you greetings. Amen. Amen. And so, um, there are many more people who listen to our services. And we thank God for internet because then we can be able to get the word to more people. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, many young people have asked me this question. How do they know that they are called into the ministry? Or how do you know you have a ministry? How can you make full proof of it? So how can you be sure that this is what God called you to do? Some of you it might be preaching, others it might be testifying to others. Others it might be the gifts of help. Others it might be music, whichever it is. And so I was sharing what I'm going to share this evening with the, one of the young brothers. Last night. And uh, after we concluded it, then at the end of it, we, we started talking about the Holy Spirit. And you know, Brother Barnum says, if you want to, you want angels to appear. Talk about Jesus Christ. Talk about him. And whenever you talk about him, he shows up. Do you believe that? And you know, he, was, he began to tell me uh, you know, how he has desired in his heart to receive the Holy Spirit. And you know, he's been preaching for a little while. And so, um, but I asked him, I just felt to ask him, but do you have the Holy Spirit? He said, no. I felt bad in my heart. And I asked him why. Because do you believe you are saved? He said, yes, I believe I'm saved. What about if the devil came here and told you you're not saved? Would you believe it? He said, no. I said, why? He said, because I have a revelation of it. It is revealed to me that I'm saved. Jesus died for me on the cross. Therefore, I believe I'm saved. So I told him it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. Until you receive the revelation that it is for you, just like you receive a revelation that the blood that Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary is for you. And when you receive that revelation, you are not there. But you believe it is for you. Therefore, you believe it is applied upon your life. And it's the same way with the Holy Spirit. You must be, have a revelation that the Holy Spirit was given for you. And the moment you receive that revelation, that moment, God will fill you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you know, we kept on talking and talking and talking. And, 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 and something happened. You know, I, I kept on, I, 
just wanted to leave the words but I kept on emphasizing the words. That very moment it doesn't have to be tomorrow or another day. That very moment when you receive that revelation God fills you with the Holy Spirit. And we were in the middle of the road and right there and then God filled him. Amen. I, I don't know what the neighbors thought and the other people, but we just, you know, we were rejoicing in the middle of it. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen! To those of you who don't believe it, I believe it. God still fills you with the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you must receive him before the rapture. Because if the rapture comes and you don't have him, you are going to stay in the tribulation. Praise the name of the Lord. So this evening, I would like us to speak on the pattern for every true ministry. There is a pattern. There is a pattern that God said that you will find in every true minister or ministry. In Romans chapter 12 verse 4 let us first read there. For as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office so we being many are one body in Christ and every one uh, members of members one of another having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. O ministry, let us wait on our ministering. O he that teacheth on teaching. O he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Abarumi yesuleye kuminebili olinyorokuna. Kubanga wetulina ebitundu ebinji mumobili ogumu. Na yebitundu byonna tebirina mulimugumu. Bwechityo fe abanji tuli omubiri gumu mu Kristo na buli muntu tuli ekitundu na buli muntu tuli ebitundu byabanna fefe kana feka era bwe tuli nebirabo ebitenkana nkana ngechisa chetwawebwa bwe kiri obamu nabbi obamu nabbi tubulirenga mu kigera chokukiriza kwa fe oba kuwereza tunyikirenga mukuwereza kwafe obayigiriza anyikirenga mukuyigiriza kwe obabulirira mukubulirira kwe agaba agabenga watali bukusa afuga afugenga nokunyikira asasira asasirenga nesanyu amen amen all those are uh, uh, gifts in the body. And you remember we shared here on one Sunday a many membered body. The body of Christ is a many membered body. But which part of that body are you? You should never settle for less. You must always know the part of the body you are. You cannot just be an idle part. You, you know if you have a hand and the hand doesn't work, 
idol. So you want every part to be active. And in the same way, the body of Christ must be a lively body. It must be a, a living body. And, and, and you know, each of us, we are members of that body. We are parts of that body. So what part are you? Do you know the part you are? When I stand on the pulpit and I preach to you, I might be the mouth. But I'm not, I'm not everything. What are you? Each of us is important. Each of you is important. And there's no more important people than others. Every part is important. Tell your neighbor you are important. You are important. Without you, we cannot be. Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Grace, without you, there is no church. You are the church. My sister Martha, you are the church. Brother over there, you are the church. Brother Solomon, we are parts of the body. And every part plays its part. And after the, each part plays its role, then we get a full functioning body. So the one body of Christ has many members. And we are members of one another. So, and then he goes on to say, some will be you prophesy according to the faith God has given you others they do ministry you know you come and preach or you come and song lead or you come and, and you know play the piano or something minister others they teach Continue to teach. Others they exhort. Others they give. Did you know even giving is a ministry? Others they give. Others they rule. You know, others they show mercy. Can you imagine even showing mercy as a ministry? Praise the name of the Lord. So today I want to ask you which part of the body are you? If you don't benefit the body in any way, then you are not a useful part. You are inactive. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, it activates that those dead parts in you and puts them into action. And you become an active member of the body. Hallelujah. Before you receive the Holy Ghost, you are just a, 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 a nominal church member. But I don't want us to be nominal church members. I want us to be true church members. Not this church. But I'm talking about the body of Christ. But now, how many people, you know, they find 
many times themselves doing things and they have always wanted to know is this my place you know you find yourself behind the pulpit and then you wonder is this your place you know maybe you are a mother is that your place maybe you are playing the piano is that your place maybe you go out to preach on the street is that your place how can you be able to know for sure that that is your place how can the rest be able to know that that is your place because everybody must be able to know that that is your place this is not guesswork it's not pastor telling brother Buddy, brother Billy Paul come and preach Brother Billy Paul, when you come to preach, we will know whether you are, you, you are in the right uh, position of ministry. But how can we know? There is a pattern that God has set. How can you be able to know that the church you have gone to they are preaching the truth and that the, the ministry there is the true ministry. How can you be able to know there must surely be a way we cannot just guess let me go to this church and see how they are. And then when you find their dressing so nicely, all the many younger people, all the this and that, and then you say, oh, they have good music. They must be a true church, a true ministry. We have a pattern, a Bible pattern, on how to know a true ministry. And here is what I want us to go through tonight. Praise the name of the Lord. Paul founded the church at Ephesus. About the middle of the first century. And he says this, his manner of ministering set the pattern that all future messengers were to aspire to. Praise the name of the Lord. Paul was the, was the one who set the pattern. That all future messengers. How many messengers? How many? Seven messengers to seven church, churches. In every church age, there is a messenger. But Paul was the first messenger. And his ministry, it set the pattern. And that pattern was supposed to be followed by all the other ministers or messengers after him. Any other messenger that did not follow the pattern of Paul, his ministry was not of God. It was not guesswork. 
How do you think that Brother Branham was able to know all the seven church age messengers? This is the key that he used. That they had to follow the pattern of the first messenger. The, the true church had to follow the pattern of the first Church. And if the churches later on are different from the first church, then they are not the right churches. It must follow the first pattern. Now here he says, and actually he sets the pattern for every true minister of God. Every true minister follows that same pattern. Though he would not attain to such heights in the prophetic realm as did Paul. Paul's ministry had a threefold quality and was as follows. Please, I am asking for your undivided attention. This is very important. Threefold quality of the of the ministry of Paul. And this is what every true minister. This is what they must have. He says first of all. Paul was absolutely true to the word. He never deviated from it no matter what the cost. So brother, if you, you want to know whether you were you are called to be a preacher, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know whether my ears have a problem, but this is loud. It's just loud. But you know, you need to someone help him to hear until you, you know, it, it is very good. It's just loud. I want it to be a bit calm. Not reduced, but calm. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First of all, Paul was absolutely true to the word. He never deviated from it no matter what the cost. Now, we have many ministers, many preachers who are preaching the message. Listen, did you know not every minister is a true minister? Did you know that? And how can you know? We are given here in the message how to know a true minister. And the first, first quality of a true minister, he will absolutely be true to the word. He will never deviate from the word. No matter what the cost. You know, there are many 
ministers that will deviate from the word, that will compromise on the word, to make the people happy, or to have more church members, but that is a sign that that is not a true ministry. Brother, if you ever find yourself compromising the word then that's a clear sign that that's not your place that's a clear sign God never called you there but if God has called you you will have a backbone to stand on the word and you will never accept to compromise on that word praise the name of the Lord that is the first quality and here we find that Apostle Paul you know many in many scriptures he emphasizes that he never deviated from the word. For, for instance here in Galatians 1.8 he says though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you let him be a cast. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that which you have received, let him be a cast. Now today you can see that there are many people who are preaching another gospel. They have more revelations. And even in this message, you find people who claim to believe the message, but when they have other revelations, did you know that in every generation, hallelujah, in every generation, God gave only one man the authority to interpret the word. Because God is his own divine interpreter. God interprets his own word. And what does he do? He sends prophets. And when a prophet comes, a prophet comes with thus saith the Lord. And the prophet is interpretation of the word. It is not his idea. It is the true word of God. And it cannot be debated on. So in every generation, when God sends a preacher praise the name of the Lord hallelujah are you following me this evening really the sound man is really doing me bad tonight here the, the word I've had many people try to debate what the prophet said and they have their own opinion. They try to take the Bible and they compare it to the message. And they say the Bible and the message. 
Did you hear what I said? They say the Bible and a message. They are lacking revelation. The Bible and the message is the same thing. How many believe that? When Paul was giving his message, did he have a Bible? Did he have a Bible? All right. Now I have you there. You are saying no and others are saying yes. Well, I can say he had the Bible of those days. Because those were the books of the Old Testament. It was there. It was present at the time. And Paul quoted it many, many times. But now when he was preaching, what he was preaching, what was it? What was it? Come on, shout on top of your voice. Hallelujah, it was the message. What he was preaching was the message. Let me ask you, was the message that he was preaching different from the Bible? No, not at all. But yet in the Bible, which he had at that time, it was saying that men must be circumcised. And Paul came with a message. And he said, whether you are circumcised or not, <laughs> it does not matter. In Christ, it doesn't matter. So, can you now compare the Bible and the message of Paul? The message of Paul and the Bible was the same thing. But people in that day did not believe it. Because it seemed as if Paul's message was contradicting with the Bible of that time. The messenger's message can never contradict with the Bible. Because the Bible and the message is the word of God. Is that right? Hallelujah. Amen. And then comes Paul. Paul and, and, and Paul preaches the word. And what was the word he was preaching? You've heard it, it was the message. And that message was the word of God. And many generations later comes another message. The end time message. Tell your neighbor the end time message. Now what is the end time message? Can we say it's a message of a man? And we put it on the side. We cannot. Because it was not the message of a man. It was the word of God for our day. And they are the pattern of that of that of a true minister. The first thing he says he will be absolutely true to the word. So what is the word? The word comes to the prophet in your generation. 
The way he interprets it for you in your generation You must say stay true to that When you deviate away That's a clear sign that that is not a true ministry And when Paul received the message He said though we or an angel from heaven come with another gospel let him be cast and now today we have um, people are you hearing me church this is a very foundational message by God so I want you to listen attentively we have a lot of people who would now come in the name of believing and preaching the message and they will tell us not to preach like this we should just sit down and play only tapes. Let me ask you, is he playing tapes or playing the message of Brother Branham wrong? God bless you. It's not wrong. It doesn't matter where we play. We can play it at home. In the car when we are driving. Even in the church. What is wrong with that? Nothing wrong with that at all. But where someone says. That preachers should not preach. They should sit down. And then the tape only should preach. Now we know they are deviating away from the true word of God. And now we know that they are not true ministers. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. But when Peter was come to Antioch. I withstood him to, his, to the face because he was to be blamed. But when I saw that they walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel, I said unto Peter before them all, if thou being a Jew, Believe yourself that the man of Gentiles and not as do the Jews. Why do you compel these Gentiles also to live as Jews? I want you to follow me here closely. Here is a man called Paul. And Paul was a preacher. But Paul was the junior. He came after all the disciples. Peter was like the pastor of the first church. And Peter had preached and baptized many. And Peter had moved with Jesus for many days. And then Paul came on the scene. And his ministry started. And here is what he's saying. I stood when Peter was come to Antioch. I withstood him to the face because he was to be blamed. Are you hearing that? Paul disagreed with Peter. No. Paul disagreed with Peter. Cynthia, I'm on an issue. 
Paul disagreed and when he disagreed he did not keep quiet he did not say I will not speak because how will the others how will the pastor say when he tells me to preach and then I, talk, I touch this part I will not touch that part the pastor may be annoyed where if you are a God called preacher. you have a true ministry, you will not preach to please anybody. You will not preach to appease the pastor. That they give you another time and another pulpit. Let me tell you, if God called you to preach, if God called you to preach, if you have a ministry, brother, no man can stop that ministry. Preach the word. Speak the truth. And fear no man. Serve no man. Preach the truth the way it is. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you do that, God vindicates it. As we shall see. Paul here was not even fearing Peter. Says, ah, how will Peter say? He withstood him. And we know that one of the issues that he disagreed on was circumcision. Peter was thinking that people should still be circumcised physically. As long as you believe you should be circumcised. And Paul said no. That's not the gospel of Christ. What was that? He was true to the word. He never deviated from the word. No matter the cost. And here he writes to the Corinthians. And he tells them what? Came the word of God out from you or came it unto you only? If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul was able to establish that what he was speaking was not his thoughts. What he was speaking was the word of God. You know, I've seen many people who feel that Brother Branham can interpret for them some things, but some things they don't need Brother Branham to interpret. I told you this is a foundational message. I want you to listen to me very carefully. And I know what I'm talking about. I went to Nigeria one day, and I met a pastor. His church is a crowd. Tens of thousands of people. He has a TV station. Huge. Huge. And so when I, 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 I arrived there, when I took a yo, you know, I noticed that there are certain th- they, he believes the message. Apparently, he believed, he he said, he believed the message. So when I arrived there, when I, took a yo, I noticed. In the church, sisters were using veils on the hair, on on their heads. All of them. And then, sisters would come 
and they would be given a, a microphone in the name of prophesying. So they would prophesy like for 30 minutes, one hour. That's really preaching, not so. Then again, I saw them using water ministration. You know what water ministration, you don't know what it is. Like what, like what uh, Kakande here does. Like what T.B. Joshua used to do. Blessing water and the people use it. Put it where the pain is. So I sat with him. Because I have started the message. Listen friends, some of us came from denominations. And when we came, we were convinced that Brother Branham was the prophet of Malachi 4. We were convinced he was the prophet who would reveal, whose message would reveal the seven thunders. We were convinced that the mystery of God would be finished with his ministry. We were convinced that his message, amen, because of his message, the Bible became a new book to us. And so we don't we don't have any hope anywhere else. We put all our hope in this message. We put all our faith in this message. Why? Because it is worth living for. Listen church. It is either all true or all false. Do you believe that? Some of it cannot be true and some false. Oh, if all of it is true, then all of it is true. And that's our stand. So we are believing with all our heart. That's why when we are studying the Bible, we, we go back into the message to find out what did Brother Branham say about this matter. Even when I'm preaching to you here, I quote for you from the message. Here is what the prophet says. I am not ashamed to do that. Why? Because what he said is the word of, of the Lord for this hour. What he said is the revelation of God, of the word of God. Listen, because the word of God comes to a prophet. It doesn't come to an apostle, to a preacher, to a pastor. It comes to a prophet in a generation. And we believe we have a prophet in our generation. And he has brought to us the word of God. Therefore, me as your pastor, I, if I have a true ministry, I must stay true to the word. I must stay true to the interpretation of that word that God has sent to our generation by a prophet. Hallelujah. Amen. Your faith must not be in my ministry. Your faith must be in the revealed word of the hour. The message we in the message, let me tell you, in the message, Mubaka. we have gone above the, the personality cults. Mubaka. Kubidini dini. Kubidini dini. 
one man ministry thing. We, we are no longer following, you know, you know, in the Pentecost, this is what they are doing. They are following a man's ministry. You know, even the churches are called after the names of the pastor. Let us go at uh, so and so's. You know the names. So and so's. They even ask you which church is this one. I, I doubt even people know the names of those churches. They say. And even those ones, they will take their pictures and their wives and they will put it very huge. Even they put on the pulpit. By now, here you would find a very huge one with me and my wife in my chest. <laughs> I because these are personalities. <laughs> People are following personalities. And they, what is their message? They say every pastor has a message. That one is his healing. That one is his faith. That one is his deliverance. If you go here, that one is the word. If you go here, that one is that. But in the message, we have gone above those things. You see, we must understand that this message is no longer after personalities. Amen! This message is after the revealed word of the hour. That's what the bride wants. That's what the bride is interested in. That's why a true God called pastor will tell you what the messenger of your death said about every matter he preaches to you. On every matter he will preach about. And so I met this pastor. And you know, I, I, was, I looked like a very small man in the presence of this pastor of this huge assembly. This church is about 40,000 people. And I sat there and we started talking. And I asked myself, I have a question for you. He said, you can go on. I said, Tell me, where do you get this idea of sisters using a veil? Yet, in the message, Brother Branham interprets that scripture for us. Amen. Amen. And he says, it's not the veil. He says, read down. Her hair is given her for a covering. So, the woman's hair is her covering. And a woman must have long hair. And long hair does not necessarily mean it must be flowing down. It, it means it is uncut hair. So that means a woman should not cut her hair. And then a man should cut his hair. Are you following me? There's a lot we can talk about those things, but I don't want to go into details for now. 
I don't want to go into the details on that subject. Because I'm following uh, something here. But later we will go on, on in the details on that subject. Maybe another service. Maybe another subject. And so here we find that Brother Branham explains the substance on the issue of the hair. And he says a woman should not cut her hair. And believers, sisters, you know you should not cut your hair. Do you know you have a Nazarite vow? Sisters, did you know that if you say amen? Did you know? Did you know Elizabeth should not cut, should not come on your head? Because your head, your hair is your glory. Did you know if you cut your hair, you should not even pray? Because you cannot pray unto God uncovered. And uncovered means if you have cut your hair. But now this brother, he told me, uh, but uh, we don't need Brother Burnham to interpret for us that one. It is very clear in the apostles' teaching. In the Bible. Bible. And he says that a woman should have a covering. And therefore, a woman's hair, a woman, a woman should always put a veil when she comes to church. And that is his interpretation. And every woman among all those tens of thousands, they, each of them had a veil. And then on other things, he, he, he says some he needs Brother Burnham, others he doesn't. And every minister that does that and he claims to believe this message he's an unbeliever and you will see it. This minister right now he disclaimed the message. Yet he looked when you hear his preaching. It was so powerful. But now he's saying, I'm ashamed of what I used to say. I'm ashamed. He's ashamed of the message. He had his own revelations. Let me tell you, I don't know about you, church. But as for me, I appreciate the pastors God gives us. But I appreciate a pastor who will stay in the message of the hour. Amen. You, the, the, one of the qualities is he will absolutely be true to the word. He never deviates from that word no matter what the cause. What the messenger said, say it. If you don't believe it, suit yourself. But what? Even if you feel the messenger was wrong, you, you understand it better. Brother, you understand it better. But remember, you are not the messenger who God vindicated for our generation. 
There is one vindicated messenger in a generation. And his interpretation of the word is the true word of God. And every ministry that is true will start true to the vindicated word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. The day they deviate away from it. They have just showed themselves who they are. And here Brother Barnum says, notice that Paul was unorganized. He was unorganized. Unorganized. It doesn't mean to Yarimurunga, but it means he was not having an organization. He was spirit led. As when God moved upon Moses to lead Israel out of Egypt. Jerusalem's council never sent Paul out. Nor did it have any power or jurisdiction over him. I'm telling you the qualities of a true ministry. Praise the name of the Lord. One of them, we are still on one of them actually. The first one. There are three. We are on the first one. He will be true to the word. And here the man says that Paul was not under any organization. A true minister will not be led by an organization. A true minister is spirit led. A true minister when God moves, he moves. He does not move by councils. No one has power over him. That's why in the message, every church is independent. Every local assembly is independent. There is we are led by God, by the word. We are not led by organizations. We are not led by headquarters. We are not led by bishops. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why in the message, we don't believe in a pastor being a pastor of many churches. And that's a, a wrong spirit. That's why we, we notice that it first was the seed, or the deed of the Nicolaitans. And then it became the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. What did they do? They put people under bondage. Men leading men. Man has always wanted a ruler. And in the denominations, you find churches. This one is under the other, under the other, under the other. For example, here is the headquarter of Days of the Voice Fellowship. So now we will go. And start branches. 
days of the voice ento. We shall go days of the voice ginger. Days of the voice ye ginger. We will not, you know, when it is a denomination, you don't even care whether there is another church. Even if it's a message church, you say, ah, that one is another one. That is the inner veil. For us, we are planting here. Days of, of the voice. Then you also go to Seta, you put days of the voice. You go days to Zana, you put days of the voice. And in all those branches, you send a pastor. You send a pastor. All these pastors are answerable to you forever. That's a denominational organization system. And it is anti-word. And let me tell you, that's the truth. Every pastor that is called by God, every minister that is called by God must be spirit led. Don't you want it that I come here to preach what is on my heart by the power of the Holy Ghost when I'm not afraid what will my bishop say? But if it is Bishop Leo who sent me here, I can't even stream my services. I will be fearing what will he say. He may fire me. He may chase me and bring another one. But in the message, we are not like that. Hallelujah. The pastor is spirit led. The people are spirit led. They are word led and spirit led. And that's how you know a true ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul was not of men, but of God. This is in the message. By that, these are not my thoughts. It is in the message. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the first pattern. So there is much I can preach about it, but for the interest of time, let me go to the second. One. So the first one is the minister will absolutely be true to the word. What is the word? The revealed word of the house. Praise the name of the Lord. Secondly, he says his ministry was in the power of the spirit. Thereby demonstrating the spoken and written word. You know, the word, a, a true minister or a true ministry, you are not going to come and, uh, and uh, play games for the people. You are not going to be an inspirational speaker. You know who who inspirational speakers are? Have you heard of some? Can you mention them? Yes. That's one of them. Who else? Yes. That's another one. What about in Uganda? I don't know anyone in Uganda. Fanero. Ah, ah, you are speaking right on the microphone, brother. Don't bring us trouble. Listen. <laughs> Listen. 
These Many of these are inspirational speakers. Younger people will be encouraged. You see, it's good for the body and for living in this world. But it doesn't take you to the rapture. A true ministry will be in the power of the spirit. Demonstrating the spoken and written word. That's why even that preacher. Oh, hallelujah. When he begins to preach. Let me tell you, at any preacher, talk about any preacher. If he's called of God, if he's a vindicated, uh, rather, if he's anointed of God, he will not preach to make people love him. He will not preach to make Brother Samuel smile. He will not preach to make you just be happy. But, but when he preaches, he will have one purpose. One purpose. Let me tell you, there is only one purpose in any true anointed preaching. That purpose is to make you meet God. One preacher in London. One man he went to one of the churches. And he came out, he said, Oh my. What a man. What a That's the impression he got. And he went to another church. Found another wonderful preacher. By the time he went out, he said, What a God. I've never seen Jesus revealed in that way. What a Christ. A true vindicated anointed preacher. His preaching will make you love Jesus more. Hallelujah. You will not walk away saying, My God is a powerful speaker. No. You will go away feeling in your heart. Come closer to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Then you will know that is a true ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If if Brother Shem comes and we ask him, Brother Shem, preach to us. And he comes here. He's not going to begin, you know. You know, quenching a jinga. Then he begins fumbling here. You know, laughing around. Looking down. Second time, third time, fourth time. Then surely, we will tell him, Brother Shem, can you please sit down? Why? Because we have realized he has no ministry. But where he stands and people come say pastor when that brother stood I was moved in my heart. This was in my life but now I really feel I want to put it right. Now you will know that brother he has a ministry.
His, his ministry will be in the power and demonstration of two things. The spoken word and the written word. You know those are two different things. The spoken word is the preaching of the word. A true vindicated preacher will not preach you to sleep. Are you getting what I'm saying? By the way, if you read the church age book, especially, you know, most of these things are there. He will not preach you to sleep. Whether he's a teacher, an evangelist, a pastor, he will not preach you to sleep. He will preach preach in the demonstration and power of the Holy Spirit. The word comes like a fire to stir you up, brother. The word comes like a fire to burn out all the sins out of your life. As a matter of fact, a true minister, when you are, when you are seated there in the church and you are a sinner, you, his preaching will make you uncomfortable. But you will say, I will not come back here. Now we shall know that's a true ministry. But where you go and you feel so comfortable even when you are a sinner, ah, then you should run for your life. You know, but the Bible says we are the salt of the earth. If the salt loses its suffer, where is the dust going to be? We are not the sugar of the earth. We are the salt. Salt is not sweet. Salt only tests. Hallelujah. So we, we, a preacher will not preach to make you feel sweet. But again, Amen. this. But when you go to a church and you come to church and the word is preached and you feel bad because you're a sinner come back. It means that minister will help you. Hallelujah. And, and Paul said, and I, be, and I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom but in hallelujah but his preaching his speaking he says it was in demonstration of the spirit and power hallelujah 
mukutegeza okwolesa amanyi na agomoyo his speaking was in demonstration yalinga ayoleka spirit and power omoyo na amanyi hallelujah amen it doesn't matter whether you are preached for one day or 20 20 years. If you have a calling of God in your soul, when you speak or when you preach, there will be the demonstration of the Spirit of God and the power of God. I remember there is one day in Ethiopia we asked Brother Moges to preach for the first time. And I think it was about his second or third time. And as he was preaching, he had his sister. And his sister had a demon in her. And they disturbed her for very many years. Many years. They are taken her everywhere. It has failed. So Mogis had told me about it. But I told, her, I told him just invite her to So she came and she sat there. And Brother Mogis was preaching. And as he was going in the world, as he was going in the world, the word came with power. The word was in the spirit. And listen, the power of God came down. He struck that little girl where she was seated in the church. And she began screaming. And she fell down. And she was delivered there and then. Hallelujah. And until today, she has never been in bondage again. Listen, the Bible says when when well, as as Peter Pe- was yet speaking unto Pe- them, Peter Jebali. As he was yet speaking to them, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And they began speaking in other tongues. So you see, the preaching of the word is not hearing a speech. Brother, if you are preaching, and I know we have many younger men here who are beginning to preach, pray, consecrate yourself, give yourself to the Lord and the Holy Ghost. When you preach, let the Holy Ghost come down. Let there be demonstration of power and spirit. Let a sinner come here and sit under the power of the world. I assure you that sinner will be saved. They cannot remain the same. Peter was just preaching still. And the power of God came down heavily upon the people. And they received the Holy Ghost. And they started speaking in tongues. And we have witnessed that in our little church here. The Holy Ghost coming upon people. Speaking in tongues. Shouting. You know, know, yielding themselves. What is that? Checho. It is the power and demonstration of the spirit. It's not, just, it's not just going in the church. And then you sit. And the word is preached. And, and, and then you just hear. Others are even on WhatsApp. You know you are WhatsApping. Where's the demonstration of the spirit? Surely. If you sit under a true ministry, 
<laughs> you can't try to use your WhatsApp. The power of God will shake you. Let me tell you. You come, you go, it may not be discharged. It might be in a fellowship. As long as the message is being preached in power and demonstration of the spirit. You should be careful. Don't play in such a place. I'm warning you don't play in such a place. You go on your WhatsApp. You go in your games. In your chewing. In the church. In the church. Never do that. Because if you do that. You are calling death. You are calling trouble. One brother came. And I think his name is Anania, right? Anania and Anania. Safira. They, they came under a pastor who was anointed, who was a true minister, and, and he was speaking on the pulpit. And he asked them, brother, tell us he was coming in. He said, Tell me, brother, did you, is this what you have sold in your land? He said, yes, pastor. He said, all right, you have not lied to me. You have lied to the Holy Ghost. Immediately dropped dead. And they carried him to bury him. And his wife came. There was the power of God in that place. It's not the place. It's the anointed word. If it is preached under the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Praise the name of the Lord. And at that moment, the sister also came in. And at that moment, she also lied. <laughs> she lied also. And immediately, she died also. And, and, and his, the man of God told her, let the feet that carried your husband carry you also. And they carried her also. She died. That's, that, that God is alive, by the way. If what we are preaching is the truth, there, there must be demonstration of the spirit and power of God. There should be miracles. If any ministry, I don't care if it might be this one or anyone. If it is a true ministry, it must have that part also. It must have the part of the demonstration and power of the Holy Ghost. If it does not have it, it is a false ministry. And, and, and there sat a certain man at Lystra imported in his feet being a creeper from his mother's womb who never had walked the same had Paul speak Paul was speaking and this man this, and this man at Lystra he had Paul speaking hallelujah Amen. and when he beheld him steadfastly he perceived that faith Faith had got into him to be healed. Let me tell you. When a preacher is preaching. Please, please, I'm begging you. Never sit as dead. 
Let us leave that for the denomination. The Baptists and the and the denominations where we came from. When a preacher is preaching, show faith. Grown in the spirit. Yield yourself. Let the word come through you. Be a conductor of power. Don't throw it away. But be a conductor. Let the Holy Ghost go through you. You know when you are looking at a preacher. Look at him with faith. Receive it. Close your eyes. Lift your hand. Clap your hands. Stand up. Shout amen. Do something. You can't be just there. That's not right. And while Paul was preaching. As he was preaching, he looked at this man. This man who was lame for years and years. And the Bible says, when he looked at him, he perceived that he had received the faith to be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. As I was working with a brother last night in the middle of the road and as we were sharing the word as we were sharing the word and as we were sharing the word there came a moment when I perceived that he was ready to receive the Holy Ghost. And at that moment I stood. And at that very moment when I perceived it, the boy went into a loud scream. And at that moment I laid my hands on him and I said receive the Holy Ghost my brother. Time must come. If you are under inspired preaching of the word. And you are receiving the word. And the preacher will perceive. You are now ready for your miracle. Hallelujah. Amen. And at that moment, Paul, hallelujah, he said with a loud voice, with a loud voice, now that was not a simple preaching, it was a loud preaching. If you want, if you want, if you want uh, uh, preaching with a low voice, we better go to the denomination. <laughs> But a true Holy Ghost called preacher will speak with a loud voice. It will be with a loud voice. And he said, Stand up on thy feet. And he leaped. And he leaped. And he walked. Amen. The one who was lame, he leaped. And he walked. Hallelujah. What was that? It was the power of the spoken word. If the true word, if a, a true minister preaches, number one, he will be true to the word. He will never deviate from that word. Number two, his preaching will have the power. And demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Of the spoken and the written word. The, meaning the words he is speaking. 
will not just be words power will follow those words hallelujah Amen. that's why the words are not going to be dry like the, 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 the denomination because in the message I don't know about the Pentecost I'm saying in the message we yield to the Holy Spirit and then when he comes, the preacher begins to preach. In the denominations, they are following their catechism or whatever. Today our reading is from Matthew. And he will read it. The parable of the lost coin. Amen. Amen. He will go and sit. The priest will also come. So today, we are talking about the parable of the lost coin. And you can even hear something falling down. <laughs> Is that not true? Even if it's a coin. In some, some of, of us who was in those churches, you know what I'm talking about. Because there is silence. The place is so dead. But the true preaching, the true ministry will have demonstration of the spoken word. Every word that goes out is creating life. It is chasing demons. Hallelujah. Amen. It is chasing spirits. It is chasing habits. That's why whenever you are leaving church, you feel super spiritual. Hey, today I am really not going to do that thing again. I am delivered. Why? <laughs> because you have been under inspired preaching. There was power of the spirit of the spoken word and of the written word. So when you hear it, it gives you life. That's why we should always stay under the word, by the way. And there's, there's another story which I wanted to say, but I, I think I should skip that. You know, the one of when, when Paul was preaching and then he preached for so long and then a man fell down. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they brought this younger man. And uh, Paul, I think his name was Eutikas. Eutikas. So brother Utika, he went into dozing when the preaching was going on. <laughs> and he fell off. He was on the window. He fell off. And he died. In the middle of the preaching. Yes, so in the middle of the preaching, things can happen. But I also want to tell you, here there is death and there is life. You do the wrong thing, you receive death. But you do the right thing, you receive life. So now the man died because of dozing. If you doze, you will die. Stop dozing in the church. We should always come and be in the spirit. 
Hallelujah. Amen. And the boy dozed and died. And brother Woodcast, I don't know where he, 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 he dozed in the church. I don't know. He woke up where he, he was. I don't know. Maybe he was in paradise. And the while he was there. Then brother Paul came and he slept on him and embraced him. What happened there? He spoke life into the young man. Hallelujah. Amen. And sometimes we need to brush shoulders with the anointed ones. If you brush shoulders with your friends out in the world, their life will come in you. But if you brush shoulders with the anointed ones from the house of God, the believers, the blood boats, hallelujah, Amen. their life will come in you. You go there in your friends. Because you are always on Rudo. On Zara. Zara. On football. On that. Their life will come in you. By the way, it is not football that we are against. Football, playing football is not a sin. But there are many things associated with it. That younger people should try to run away from. They go there dressed in the shorts. And Brother Banham said that is a woman is in a cloth. Do we believe the message? Then the other thing, they go there with these young people. Some of them are drunkards. Others are smokers. Others are using weed. And you are always brushing shoulders with them. I don't know how they call those people. You know, there is one who keeps the God. There is the one who does this. There is the one which does number what, number this. Defender. So, man, I don't know who you are going to be there. But the one you are always going to be with. His life. Slowly, but it doesn't happen immediately. Slowly, but slowly. His life will come. Then they can see you. What happened? When it did start. The issue was not football. But the issue was, who were you playing with? Which company were you keeping? That's why many of us decided to run away from that kind of life. We, we, did not, we decided to leave the, going to uh, Vivanda. I don't know whether they have Yes. Uh, you know, those, what are they called? English. Cinema halls. Cinema halls. That's why believers don't go to cinema halls. We don't go to betting houses. We don't go to bars. Surely, if I go in a bar and I drink my soda, what's wrong with that? But we don't go to bars. 
We don't we don't go to football. We don't go to football. You are get, you are getting the spirit of the world in you. And you are pretending that you are a believer. You are brother Utikas, you are dozing. And you will die. But thank God. Here we have the same anointing that Paul had. Hallelujah. Amen. If you brush shoulders with the word of God. You can receive life again. Hallelujah. Amen. And then all of a sudden, they will tell you, let us go our defender. Come, now we defend the together. Yes, uh, my dear. Even there's a brother who told me. Uh, I think it was brother Ivan or whoever. He, he used to love football. Just to go and watch with his friends. But one day, just the appetite left. The appetite left. So, but he did not know it left. He just discovered. Because they, they, they even told him, let's go. So he said, all right, let's go. So he left. He said, yeah, I'll, I'll just do it one more time. So when he reached there, his friends were, yeah, And he realized he was bored. And his friends were saying, ah, ah, and he was so bored that finally they told him, Ah, you're boring. And indeed, he said, This place is boring. And that was the last time he went to watch a match with an unbeliever friends. Some of these things are not when someone asks you, Pastor, is it wrong? I tell them no. But, but Apostle Paul said everything is not that that everything is lawful. Everything is lawful, but not everything is expedient. Everything is okay. But everything is not a must for me to do it. The someone who asked me said, Pastor, is it is it a sin to drink alcohol? Because even the Bible says they should not drink much wine. Can they drink little? And then Paul told Timothy, you can take a little for your stomach. So is it okay? Is it a sin? Many things are not a sin. Many things we don't do them. Because the Spirit of God has led us that way. But I can tell you, drunkards have their part in hellfire. I can drink, but I won't be drunk. You are playing with a snake. Thirdly, he had the evident fruit of his God-given ministry. That's the third thing to prove a true ministry. The first thing, 
true to the word of God. The second thing, demonstration of the spoken word and the written word. Miracle signs, wonders. Those must be there in that ministry. Not might be, must. Be we should always expect miracles. Whenever we come to church, if you, sister, if you have a problem, whenever you come to church, expect a miracle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then thirdly, there will be the evident fruit of his ministry. If you are going to preach on the road, and you are saying, telling us that God has called you to preach. But you have preached there for two years. But not even a cockroach believed. Brother, you should revise and see whether God called you. If I say that God sent me to Namgongo, and there is just two people, year after year after year, then I should really check and see whether God called me. That's why I believe by the end of this year, this place will not be able to carry us. Souls will come. Souls will believe. Because I am assured God has called us. Hallelujah. And I can go on and on. And there's a lot that I would have said. But I'll read one last quote. From the exposition of the seven church ages, the sedition church age. He says, yes, the spirit is not seven spirits, but one. He will always be the same and act the same. And the seven messengers will have the same spirit and teach the same word and have the same power. Amen. And if the church is the true uh, church, it will have the very same spirit and word and the acts of power that they had at Pentecost. Any true church will have that. By experience, it will be a Pentecostal church. This must be a Pentecostal church. By experience, we must dance like the Pentecostals dance. We must shout like they dance. We must speak in tongues like they shout. We must say glory, hallelujah, like they did. Miracles must happen like they happened. The sick must be healed like they were healed. We must not be ashamed of the power of God. The prophet says, by experience, it will be a Pentecostal church. Not a Baptist church. A Pentecostal church. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and he says, this is the prophet now. And there will be tongues. And interpretation. And prophecy. And healing. Is that a man? 
God will be in the midst of her. And God will declare himself in the midst of her as he always has. And he says hallelujah. And he says and she will be unorganized. Don't forget that. We shall be a free bird that flies as high as she wants. That shouts as much as you want. That leaves the world as much as you want. And the devil cannot stop you. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us give the Lord a clap of praise as we stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us sing this joy that I have. The devil never gave it to me. I'd like you to really join me and let us sing this song. Amen. And then we, after we close, we shall go to the meeting as I promised you. As we are singing, can the deacons pass the offering bags, please? This joy that I have. The devil never gave it to me. Oh, this joy that I have. The devil never gave it to me. Oh, this joy that I have. Oh, the devil never gave it to me. Oh, the devil never gave it. The devil can't take it away. Amen. How many have learned it? Well, this joy that I have. Oh, the devil never gave it to me, this joy that I have. Oh, the, the musicians, come on now. Well, this joy that I have, oh, the devil never gave it to me. Well, the devil never gave it, the devil can't take it away. Oh my, I'd like, I'd like, I'd like to have two, three people who will sing like Pentecostals. Not Baptists. Pentecostals. Hello, Pentecostals. I don't know whether I'm singing or not. Okay. Come on. This joy that I have, will the devil never give it? Oh, this joy that I have, will the devil never give it to him? And now, this joy that I have, will the devil never give it to me? The devil never gave it. The devil can't take it away. Hallelujah. One more time. This joy that I have. Oh, the devil never gave it to me. This joy that I have. Amen. The devil never gave it to me. Amen. This joy that I have. Amen. The devil never gave it to me.
And it's all over me. How many know the song? Amen. I don't have a voice to sing out of all the services we have had, but I, I just love rejoicing. Amen. Brother Martin, come on this other microphone and, and help us sing this song. Amen. All right. Brothers, give us the key. Hallelujah. Well, he's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. Well, it's all over me. He's keeping me alive. Well, Jesus is keeping me alive. He's all over me. All over me. Well, he's keeping me alive. Hallelujah. He's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. He's all over me. He's keeping me alive. Amen. My Jesus is keeping me alive. Amen. Now he's the Holy Ghost on fire. He's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. He's Holy Ghost on fire. He's keeping me alive. My Jesus is keeping me alive. Amen. Oh, Pentecost is keeping me alive. Amen. Keeping me alive. Amen. Oh, is keeping me alive. Amen. Is the joy of Pentecost. He's keeping me alive. My Jesus. My God is not dead. Everybody, let's sing it. Oh, my God is not dead. Amen. He's alive. Oh, my God is not dead. Amen. He's alive. Amen. My God is not dead. Oh, yes, he is. Yes, son, he's all over. 
Ghost of Fire Who is the Holy Ghost oh, hey, Hallelujah He's keeping me alive He's keeping me alive He's keeping me alive Who is the Holy Ghost and Fire Amen He's keeping me alive My Jesus My Jesus He's keeping me alive One more time God always vindicates his word. Amen. Lord Jesus, people are touching the sick and they are praying for them. Maybe some are touching themselves and they are sick. Lord Jesus, we ask you to come down and heal every sick in our midst. You are the miracle worker. You are the prison breaker. The prison breaking savior. Come down and prove yourself to be a living God. Lord, we chase and cast out all those demons, all those sickness, all those parts of Satan, all those afflictions of the enemy, in the name of Jesus. And we declare your healing upon your people. Set them free. Set them free. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for healing you. Thank you for healing you. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
if you are a sinner 